Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. You're back for another episode. Today, we're talking all about the deal breaker in all sales. All kinds, all types, always. Now, let's talk about this, especially as it relates to high-ticket expert-based sales. So if you're selling workshops, retreats, uh, programs, services, done-for-you types of work, consulting, all of this is what I call high-ticket. It's a higher price point, a bigger price tag that's attached. And so if you're doing this, you're going to be breaking and killing all the sales potential in your business. This is not about sleazy tactics, being pushy or convincing or trying to convince people to buy. This is about the golden rule. And we're talking all about that on today's episode. So grab your paper, grab your pen. This is going to be a juicy one. I want to dive in a little bit deeper about what it takes in order to be able to move forward in the sales process without all of those sleazy tactics and strategies and why without this, your sales are simply going to fall apart. Now, if you're thinking, well, what could this be when we're talking about a higher price point? and services or programs and things that are going to require a high level and a high degree of sales skills. Because let's face it, typically when folks are making those types of purchases, they're not simply buying them off the shelf or off the rack, so to speak, right? They are not just walking into your store, your place of business, whether that's digital or brick and mortar, and simply writing you a check or throwing you their credit card and saying, charge me. Like I'm ready to buy. It happens very, very rarely. And yet at the end of the day, why are we expecting our customers to be able to actively do that so easily? Well, I think there's a lot of stuff, especially in the online space where people have made it seem really easy to have these higher level conversations with our potential customers, our prospects, without doing the necessary required legwork, the the foundational pieces, right? And so for me, teaching a consultative sales process, teaching based on relationships, I want you to think back when you are focused on relationships, what is the cornerstone? What is the foundational piece that relationships are built upon? If you've ever heard the no like, and trust factor, you're probably going, huh, okay, this sounds very familiar. So out of all of those things, no like and trust, what is the critical piece that is the deal breaker in all sales, especially for higher ticket sales? It is the trust factor. Now, in order to get to trust, you have to do the other pieces around being known and having people like you, right? They have to connect with you in some way. But beyond that, if you don't move into the trust, trust factor or the trust area pretty quickly, guess what? Nothing happens because just because people know your name, right? You're visible. You're the go-to gal or guy for your area of expertise. 
just because people like you, you're personable, you're charismatic, you're a nice individual, it doesn't really hold muster if they they don't move forward, if they don't feel like you can be trusted to deliver what it is that you're promising, if they don't feel like your products and services will deliver on the the result. At the end of the day, your word is everything. At the end of the day, what it is that you're promising is everything. That's what people are counting on. And too often, time and time again, what I see is that we are being told to overmarket our business. We are told to oversell, overpromise, and underdeliver. And it's almost like getting a sale at all costs. And I'm going to tell you that that is going to bite you in the butt. So I'm going to share with you a story of how I actually got one of the biggest sales of my entire career simply by being trustworthy, simply by saying something that actually in the short term, um, I thought I was shooting myself in the foot, but because my, one of my core values is integrity, I couldn't act and operate in any other way. And I want to be able to share this as a way to highlight for you how important it is that you never lose sight of the fact that people have put their faith and their trust and their hopes and their dreams in you, in your services, in your products. And it's important that you honor that relationship, that you honor that trust and that ability that people have put in into you in a way that feels good for both. And when you do this the right way, when you're able to do this because it's a benefit to the person and not the opportunity, it, it gets repaid in spades. I've seen it time and time again. So I wanted to share this personal example from my own personal background, because I hope that it might be helpful for you to actually hear it and see what it looks like when you are faced with making that tough decision. Because let's face it, we've all been there, right? Where you're counting on a sale, you're counting on a client to be able to pay for a bill or go on vacation or be able to pay out your contractors even. So when I uh, was back in corporate, I had a client who I'd been working with already for quite a number of years. I think it was about two and a half years that we had been working together through a number of capacities. And he was an accountant. The only reason why this is important is because he was very detail-oriented and had already done out his numbers. So he knew financially what made sense for him to move forward with and not. So based on the numbers, he had already made a financial decision. Right. And at the end of the day, when he he came and presented me with the offer, because he had gone to my competitor who was offering a very similar product, um, different price point and said, look, like, here's the difference in price point. It's like 20 basis points. So for reference, 20 basis points is like 0.2 percent, right? 0.2 percent. So you might think, well, that's that's really detailed. Well, we were talking about a quarter of a million dollar purchase. Like that was the price tag. And so it was a high, high value service that he was, he was buying from me and he needed to be able to justify the price point. That point two made a huge difference over the cost of that service. And so for him, when he came back to me and said, I ran the numbers and it's, you know, this is what it, this is what it's going to take. And in order for me to retain that relationship overall, I had to tell him the truth. I had to let him know that 
you know what? You're getting a better deal. I can't even come close to that. The only thing that I can offer is X. And I had come up with a kind of in-between solution. But at the end of the day, I knew that just based on the numbers alone, just based on money in the bank, he was way better off taking the other deal. And I told him so. I told him so as much as it pained me, because let me tell you, that was a uh, long way towards uh, my goals for that year to be able to have him close the deal with me. And because we had been working together, because I wanted to make sure that I retained the overall relationship, and this was just one particular service that he was needing to get somewhere else because the price, in this case, it definitely was better. It was in his best interest to go forward with that. And I knew that there was an end date. It was a five-year term that he was providing the service or purchasing the service for. So at the end of the day, I let him know that you're better off. I love to be able to retain your business, but in this particular situation for this particular product, I can't. So I'm going to recommend that you go to my competitor as much as it bothers me, but I hope that me being able to be honest with you and let you know what our best scenario is and here's what it looks like and making the recommendation that you do what's best for you and your family, which is to go to the competitor, that you'll keep me in mind the next time that you have this product that you need to uh, revisit and you know, rejig the contract and to be able to make sure that the other products and services that you have with me are going to remain and that they're not in jeopardy of walking out the door along with this other anchor product that you've just purchased. And he said, absolutely, thank you so much. And in the end, he actually came back midway through that contract. He was able to renegotiate. He had to pay a penalty, but he ended up coming back about three years in because I was able to do a better deal, but also because I had not forgotten about him. I had built up a relationship based on trust and I kept in contact with him. I kept talking to him. I kept reaching out. I kept checking in every so often to make sure that his other needs were being looked after and that he didn't have any additional questions. I would tell him what was going on in the market that was very specific to this particular product that he had. And as a result, he had built up an enormous amount of trust with me as his service provider, as his expert, as his advisor. And he treated me as such. And I think sometimes when we are doing ourselves a disservice by simply barreling through the sales conversation and not really taking the time to build the trust with our customers, to not understand what's important to them and to not act in full integrity. Because I know sometimes it's really hard when you have to meet your sales quota or your sales results. It is coming up on the end of the month and you don't have enough money in the bank to be able to do the things that you had promised yourself you were going to be able to do you best do something else rather than barrel through a sale that is simply not going to deliver on the outcomes that you're promising to your customers. Look for ways that you're going to be able to actually provide people with the thing that you want to deliver. And so at the end of the day, for high ticket sales and programs, when people are spending a lot of money with you, there needs to be a higher degree of trust. There needs to be a deeper connection beyond just knowing you and liking you. There needs to be a huge amount of credibility and values involved. So typically, you want to make sure that your customers are aligned to your mission, 
your vision, your values at a very bare minimum. And at the end of the day, if you maybe don't have those things in place because you're just starting out or you're fairly new in your business or in your career and you're thinking, well, gosh, I really am not clear on those pieces, but I'm a, a good and honest and upfront person and I want to do well with my clients and I want to do well for them and with them, then tell them, let them know. Right? Let them know that you're looking out for their best interest. Let them know that if there's ever an opportunity for you to make a recommendation for something else that would be better suited, that you would do that. I'm going to tell you, just like it did for my client way back when, that it will pay off in spades. That one client ended up referring me three more people. Three more people. Can you imagine? He didn't end up even purchasing from me that particular service. <laughs> and yet at the end of the day, he was just so blown away by my heartfelt candor and the fact that I told him not to go with me because I was truly looking out for him. And as a result, he recommended me left, right, and center, especially for higher priced premium programs and services. And I think if you're right now thinking that you can, uh, I don't think you can trick anybody, right? You might be thinking, well, how do I go about building that trust, especially when I'm starting out? I mean, easy for you to say, Susan, you were in a corporate job. It was way easier for you to say, I'm giving away the business because you were still either getting a paycheck, getting commission, you had other business rolling through the door. I'm going to tell you, I've done this in my own business as well. And it's never steered me wrong. In fact, any time that I actually say yes to a client, when my gut has told me no, when I don't feel and trust that I'm going to be able to get them the best results, it's always, always come back to haunt me. And I've learned now that the short-term loss is a far smaller price tag than the long-term pain of having a client that does not do what I need them to do, or that I can't deliver on the promise that I've made, or that we just aren't a good fit because I haven't taken the time to really dig into the relationship and to make sure that we trust each other on both sides. Because trust is a two-way street. It's not just one way or the other way. It's both. It needs to be reciprocal, meaning that if you don't trust your customer and they don't trust you, then how in the heck are you going to move forward in a working relationship, especially where typically in higher priced programs or services, you are more heavily involved, right? There is more legwork involved or there's more contacts, there's more touch points, there's more conversations. Perhaps you're even doing the bulk of the work for your customers. In that case, how can you even pretend that this is going to be able to move forward in a smooth and easy way without a foundation of really, really strong trust. Just like any other relationship, trust happens when both parties are on the same page at the same time. And it's important for us to understand that without it, high ticket sales in particular don't work very well at all. There have been very, very few instances that I personally have ever heard of where somebody has been able to get a yes and help a customer and get them to turn into a paying customer by something other than trust, by building a relationship that's not truthful, that is not in connection with a value or a shared interest or an alignment of some sort. The deeper the connection, 
the deeper the trust. The more points of collaboration in terms of like, if you are in congruence with their values, their vision, their mission, the more that you have that overlap, again, more trust. The more that you're able to understand what's important and how you're going to be able to do that for your customers, again, more trust. So there's lots of different things that I've mentioned here that will enable you to start building not just the know and like, but ultimately that trust factor. For me, the most critical piece, especially when you are selling high-end services, higher ticket programs and products and services and programs, I already said programs, <laughs> in your business is authority, expertise, credibility. And you can't be an expert, an authority, and a credible person if you are not honest, if you are not acting in integrity. And so if your products and services don't meet all the needs of your customers, tell them. If you can't deliver the promise, tell them. If they're getting a better deal somewhere else, tell them. I know that right now you, you might be feeling like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're thinking, if I do that, aren't I turning away so many more sales? No, not necessarily. Because again, just like the story that I shared with you, you never know who that person is connected with. And at the end of the day, if it's a better fit, if it's a better deal, if it's a better outcome that your customer goes elsewhere, always know that if you've left the door open and there's a different way for you to be able to help them, make sure that you make that ask. Make sure that you invite them into that conversation. Don't assume that just because they you can't meet their needs in one area, that they know that you could help them in a different area. Let them know. But when you have done that, when you have done right by them, when you have expressed your honest opinion, you have earned the right. You have earned the right. You have earned their trust. And you will maintain that trust by continuing to do the right thing for you and for them. When you only look out for you, you have a very short-lived business. When you only look out for your clients, you have a nonprofit or worse, a hobby <laughs> because you're forever giving to your clients and you're never looking out for yourself. You're never inviting people to work with you. You're never actually extending the invitation to make payments and investments to actually get the outcome that you deliver. So it needs to work both ways. And that's why it's so important that you understand that trust is a critical factor when you are trying to sell high end. And there are simple, quick, easy ways for you to be able to do this, but you have to be consistent as you're building those relationships. And you have to be honest and in integrity, which I know that you are already, so this shouldn't be too much of a stretch. It's just a matter of being able to understand how that core value of being a good, upright person can tie into a more critical factor for your overall sales process and more importantly, the relationships that you're building, not only with your current customers, but with your potential customers. So this was a short but impactful, I hope, episode for you all around the most critical piece that I see kind of being swept under the rug. And also when we talk about no like, and trust, where it's not really explained, oh, 
what actually does that? How do I do that? What are some of the steps that are involved? And I hope that this was helpful in being able to unpack some of those pieces, give you some very specific things action-wise that you can implement today in order to help you to move forward in building those and fostering those critical relationships with your potential customers. Thank you so much. We will talk to you again next time on the next show. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.